Welcome to the Building America from the Inside Out podcast, where we work to find actionable solutions to issues facing our country today. I'm your host, JC Pohl, and I am so glad you're here as we work together to build America from the inside out. Hello there and welcome to another episode of Building America from the Inside Out. Today I want to look at a very hard topic uh, for many of us, something that has plagued our country for hundreds of years, and that is the issue of racism. I'm sure if you've been paying attention to the news the last few days, you've seen uh, this Parkland survivor. Uh, His name is uh, Kyle I don't know how to say his last name. Kyle Kasushev was denied or rescinded uh, his uh, admission to Harvard. Um, And this all came about because of some comments that he made, I guess via private message uh, to some friends. So I'm assuming maybe via text message or private message, but some very racist comments that he made uh, when he was 16 years old. So about two years ago. If you don't know who Kyle is, he's actually a Parkland uh, shooting survivor. And he's actually been very vocal as a conservative voice in the um, Never Again movement. Um, I guess he's a supporter of the Second Amendment and has, you know, about 300,000 followers on Twitter. Um, So, you know, I didn't really want to dig into what he posted or, you know, what what he's all about, because I don't know him. I don't really even know exactly what he posted. I do find it interesting that, you know, Harvard is is going back, um, you know, two or three years to something he did as a juvenile. Um, and really, you know, holding his feet to the fire today. And I thought, you know, it was an interesting entry for us to talk about about racism because I think it's easy for some maybe to look at Harvard and say, "What are you doing? You know, you're 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 you know crucifying this kid for something he said when he was 16 years old." All 16 year olds say stupid stuff, uh, especially today. They post it. We all post stupid stuff on the internet. Well, not all of us, but. A majority of us, especially in the Twitter sphere, are just posting crazy stuff. And then, you know, the other side of the coin, of course, is like, you know, why is he allowed to say this? He shouldn't be allowed to say it. He's 16 years old. That's just completely not appropriate and uh, unacceptable. And so I've been wanting to talk about racism on this podcast for a little bit now. This podcast has been kind of interesting. When I started it, I I knew I'd probably just want to do maybe one or two a week or once every two weeks. It, It really kind of has to bring, you know, something up in the media or in the news or or in life that I that I really feel passionate enough to take the time to talk about. And a few weeks ago, I actually was watching The Black Klansman, uh, the Spike Lee movie. Uh, you know, we bought HBO to watch the end of Game of Thrones. And of course, once Game of Thrones was over, we canceled our subscription, but we got a few extra weeks. So we took some time to watch the movies and uh, watch Black Klansman uh, one night. And, you know, it was an interesting film. Uh, you know, so I'm not going to go into the details of the film, but if you haven't seen it, it's about this black detective uh, that kind of infiltrates the Klan uh, back in the day. Like, when was that? I guess the 60s and 70s, maybe, is when the movie took place. Um, so it's this really interesting take. Uh, a few other great actors are in there as well. And, um, you know, it just kind of made me think about, like, where are we in America today? You know, what is going on with racism today? And I think, you know, for someone like me who's working in schools and, uh, you know, for many of us who have maybe been educated and been exposed to a lot of different things in the world or lived in a lot of different places, uh, I personally don't still see a lot of racism, like, in my daily life. But I think as we look at what's going on in the media, 
what we see in social media as well is definitely happening. And one of the clips that Spike Lee put at the very end of the film was obviously some clips that all of us saw that were very shocking from the Charlottesville um, riot or whatever you want to call that. Um, and it was just so shocking to me to see that video again. Um, you know, those guys like marching with their torches saying, you know, Jews will not replace us and all kinds of racist crap. And, um, you know, I'm not really supposed to cuss on this podcast because they make me check a box if there's profanity. But it's like I was watching that video and I just thought, what the fuck? Like, seriously, what the fuck is going on? Like, how are we living in 2018 or 2019 and there's people marching around doing crap like that? Like, it, it literally blows my mind, right? And I think when we look at someone like Kyle at 16 years old, ironically, was probably, I don't know, I didn't do the math, but probably around the same time that some of this stuff around Charlottesville was happening, right? So here you have this impressionable kid seeing this stuff on the news and in the media, you know, and obviously replicating some of that language and stuff via text message or on, you know, social media or whatever he did. Um, so I, I thought it'd be interesting for us to kind of dive into this. Um, you know, my heritage, I'm Italian American, you know, so I'm not African American, I'm not Mexican American. Um, you know, I've never really dealt with any major uh, racist incidents. I did have someone once call me a WAP. I was in Montana, dude, and this guy at a bar, like, it was really uncomfortable, man. Like, he wanted to get in a fight with me because he found out I was Italian and he called me a WAP. And oh, man, it was like, it was very uncomfortable. And so I can't. I, I can barely imagine, you know, what it's like to deal with something that's super racist. But, um, you know, even just that moment within itself was, you know, really hard. Um, so I, I really want to dive into this. And after Black Klansman, I've been like trying to formulate what a podcast would look like around racism. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to take diversity classes when I was in grad school at Texas State. Obviously, with Teen Truth, I've worked in a lot of different communities um, going into inner city areas like you know, in the Los Angeles and in Miami and other areas across the country. And then working in areas like Parkland, where you might have a student like Kyle that is just not very sensitive um, to racism or some of the other insensitive comments that kids might make on campus or on social media. And so I've kind of seen it all play from both sides. And I thought it'd be interesting, you know, to look at Kyle's story and just maybe share a little bit about about my life. Um, and one thing as I reflect on my life a little bit that I think I can relate to this just just like a little tiny bit, like if you see my fingers right now, it'd be like just a little, little tiny, tiny, tiny bit, um, is that I grew up in the 90s. I graduated high school in 94. And so this was like well before the gay rights movement, right? Like this was probably the very beginnings of the gay rights movement. And I can remember being Kyle's age at 16 years old as a sophomore or junior. And I never probably said anything like he said. I mean, he said some pretty crazy stuff. Um, but I can't remember, you know, like using the word fag or, or, or saying derogatory comments about gay people. And um, I think that it's important, at least for me, to reflect on that and say, you know, that's not who I am today. Um, and I think even as a 15-year-old or 16-year-old saying those kind of things, it's not really something I believed per se. It was just something that was kind of in the general nomenclature of being a teenager in the, in the early 90s. And 
I had the opportunity to go to school at Santa Clara University, which was a, just an amazing experience there. And one of the uh, guys that I met in my fraternity um, was gay. And uh, he became a very close friend of mine, like someone I really looked up to. And once I got to know him, that kind of started to change my opinion a little bit as a young, you know, 19, 20-year-old guy. And then, you know, moving to Los Angeles, uh, working at Disney. Um, Disney, you know, I met several gay people working there. Uh, working in L.A., one of my best friends there was this guy named Todd. He, he worked uh, at the American Film Institute with me, and he was like, like, super gay, right? But he was awesome. Like, you know, it was awesome to hang out with him and his husband and, um, you know, and then even, you know, as I grew, you know, entering like my late 20s and early 30s, having friends that, you know, told me, you know, I was like one of the first people they told that they were gay. And so, um, you know, just looking at that, like from 16 years old, maybe like 26 year old, 26 year old, the, the kind of growth process that happens there. Um, I do feel it's a shame that Kyle isn't able to enter that growth process as well. And maybe Harvard's not the right place for him to do it, but it sounds like he's he's definitely learning a lesson from Harvard. Um, I don't know him personally, but I do wish that he was maybe able to engage the conversation with people at Harvard going in there and, uh, you know, becoming a better person and growing um, from, you know, something he might have done uh, when he was 16 years old. Uh, but besides that, you know, obviously... The other side of the coin, like I mentioned, is kind of this, you know, completely no tolerance. Like looking at young JC, that growth from 16 to 26 that had to happen, right? The maturity that had to happen during those years. Um, and then there's the other side where it's like, no, there's no tolerance for this stuff, especially today. Like we all have social media. We're all aware of what's going on. I don't give a crap if you're 16 years old or if you're 10 years old. You shouldn't be saying this stuff. It's unacceptable. And, you know, more importantly, things that we say in the digital medium, like even here on this podcast, even, you know, I always have to be careful. Like, I don't want to say something inappropriate or say something that would offend someone because, A, it would offend them, which I do not want to do. And B, it will last forever. Like, this stuff is going to be up on Apple. It's going to be up on other Google podcasts and everywhere. So, you know, it's going to last forever. And so it's important for us to realize that, Digital is changing the way that we communicate. And also when we get into conversations on Facebook or Twitter, like all because we're in the digital world, it's not a one-way ticket to be a jerk, right? Like we, we deal with these Facebook arguments and these one-line or two-line comments that people make. And I feel that especially on Facebook or Twitter, people are just more willing to pile on and they're not willing to have open, honest conversations. And I think unfortunately, when it comes to like a heavy issue like racism, um, it's the more in-depth conversations, like I even mentioned, the experience that really changes people's mind, right? Like just preparing for this podcast, Googling up Kyle's story and looking at some of the comments and the news stories and everything. It's like, people just wanna like take their shots, right? Either way, they wanna take their shot at Harvard or they want to take their shot at Kyle and and that's it. And the, and the problem is like that's not really going to solve the macro issue, right? Like the 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 issue of racism in our country. Um where I think my story for example, the experience I mentioned from 16 to 26 or whatever that was, meeting those type of people in my life, even my time at Texas State, um you know, going to school with uh, you know, very liberal, very outspoken people like 
but these people are my friends and I might not agree with all of their uh, policies or all of their beliefs, um, but I do respect them and I do like these people and I'm hoping that they respect me and they like my beliefs or not that they like my beliefs, but they're respectful of my beliefs. Like we can all, you know, have different opinions, but, but we can still be friends. And I think that gets lost, like that gets lost on social media because it's this one shot approach. Let's take our shot at Harvard. Let's take our shot at Kyle. So what can we do? So, you know, if we're going to build America from the inside out, I'm always trying to offer solutions on this podcast, um, things that are actionable that we can do. And so the first thing for me when it comes to racism, and I kind of took this away from our diversity class that we were in at Texas State, uh, Dr. Sean Patrick, she was an amazing professor that kind of led us through that class. And like my big takeaway from the class was to be curious, to be curious about different cultures, to be curious about different people's experiences, to be curious about the growth that maybe they would go through from the age of 16 to 26, to, to learn from them and uh, get information from them and ask questions, right? Like engage in conversation, not take a one line shot on Facebook or Twitter. I mean, think about any marriage or, or any like connected relationship in your life, like any real relationship in your life that you value, okay? If, if the person, if you don't take the time to really get to know the person or, or want to know that person, like people in that relationship is not gonna feel loved. Like it's not gonna happen. And I think that's, you know, what hap what's happening in, in this topic that we're talking about today is people are not taking the time to get to know each other. People are not taking the time to be curious. And because they're not curious and because they're not like meeting the real person and getting to know the real person, well, there's that lack of disrespect and there's these crazy things at the ultimate limit like that we saw in Charlottesville um, where people have adopted this as their belief system or, you know, whatever the heck those guys were doing out there. Um, I really believe that like once you know someone, it's super hard to hate them based on race or based on like their sexual preference. Um, you might not, you might hate them. <laughs> like maybe they're a jerk. Maybe you don't like them. Maybe you don't get along with them. Um, but in general, like when you get to know someone and sit with someone and talk with someone, a lot of that stuff like race and, and all that stuff kind of takes a, a back seat because you get to know the person's heart. You get to know who they are. And, and you know, that's what, that's what a relationship is all about. And I think that kind of comes down to the second thing I want to talk about. And that's just, just as something I've learned as a counselor is like just the ability to listen, right? Like to care about what someone else is saying. And more importantly, to care about what someone else is feeling, right? Like even right now, someone who uh, is, you know, comes from a cultural background where they would be offended on what Kyle posted, like to listen to them and hear them and know what they're feeling. But then also maybe someone like Kyle, like to be rejected from Harvard because of something he posted two years ago, um, to understand what he's feeling and what he's going through. I mean, while he's this personality on Twitter, and I'm sure he's been on Fox News and met the president or whatever, he's still a real person, right? He's still an 18-year-old boy, okay? An 18-year-old boy who is working through these issues and, you know, trying to figure out what his future is and what his voice is going to be and, you know, how hopefully how he can learn, uh, you know, from his mistakes. Um, and, you know, you can't right a wrong, okay? Like, none of us can change what Kyle did. Um, but we can kind of listen to others that are experiencing similar things. And while we might not be able to right that wrong, we might be able to pave a better road forward for them to let them know like, hey, 
somebody cares, somebody's listening, and uh, that makes me feel valued, right? And then the last piece is like just this idea that we've got to make a difference. You know, that's that's what my career has been all about for the last 15 years, traveling with Teen Truth, you know, just standing up for people that that, that need someone to stand with them and make a difference with them. And so I think it's important for all of us to lift others up, to celebrate cultural diversity, um, and to validate the feelings of, of what people are going through and let them know that, like, the world is good. Like, we see these jackasses at Charlottesville. We see someone like Kyle post what he posts. Um, and that's what gets all the media attention, right? Or we see... Uh, What's that group that uh that fought the people at Charlottesville? That that Antifa group, right? Like we we see groups like that that are out in the media on the front pages with anger, with force. Um, and in my experience, like that is like of all of America, that's probably like one percent, right? Like there's 99 percent of us that in general are good people, living good lives, that want to connect and want to get to know everybody and want to be valued and want to be heard and want to live in a relationship. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes everything in the media seems to kind of overshadow that and create this false reality, I feel. So, you know, lift other people up. And if people are, are struggling with negative things, hear what they're going through, validate it and, and say, hey, I'm here to listen. I'm a pathway forward. And I believe other people out there are like me. There are other good people out there. and you know, it's my hope and it's my prayer that, that you connect with them down the road. And so being that ally and that advocate for each other. And then, you know, one thing that I think is really important for all of us to remember is that we're all doing our best. All of us are doing our best. Okay. Now, yes, there are people out there that are jerks. Okay. I would even argue that they're doing their best, the best that they can do. Um, but reading some of the comments on Kyle's Twitter, and I think something gets lost a lot in like the white privilege conversation, is it like we're all doing our best. Like, I don't care what neighborhood you live in, what background you come from, what you've dealt with in your life. Like, life is hard. It's difficult. There are crazy things that happen to all of us. And it's a struggle no matter who you are. And I think it's very inappropriate for us to assume it, that it isn't. And so I think all of us need to just take a step back. Like as a therapist, I would say, you know, like everybody needs to take a step back, dial down the rhetoric, and just breathe, right? Just breathe. Take that breath, step back, and realize we're all doing our best. And let's keep doing our best. And that's what's going to build America from the inside out. So I hope this podcast was helpful. It is a unique topic that I am not an expert in. Um, so if you have comments or if you have opinions that you'd like to share, we'd love to connect with you on the JC Poll Facebook page. Or, um, of course, you can email and contact me through jcpoll.com. You take care. You have a great day. Let's get out there. Let's build America from the inside out. This has been Building America from the Inside Out with JC Poll. If you enjoyed the show, like, share, and subscribe. Your feedback helps guide the show, so don't hesitate to reach out to us at jcpoll.com or on the jcpoll Facebook page. Enjoy your week, focus on solutions, and thanks for working together to build America from the inside out.